Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. This month we'll be focusing on kindness in an exciting Kindness Matters series. After all, kindness is strength, kindness is compassion, kindness is essential to long and lasting connections to our family, friends, co-workers, and all of our human relations. As a special thank you to our listeners, please visit christinecarlson.com forward slash kindness for a free download of an invigorating guided meditation by Christine, an exclusive sneak peek of Christine's meditation series releasing soon. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. I'm so excited because today we're going to be launching our new series called Kindness Matters. I have a very special guest to bring on in just a little while after we take our golden pause. So go ahead and sit comfortably wherever you are. And if you're seated in a chair, just sit with your legs uncrossed and your arms unfolded. And if you're sitting on the floor, lean back against something, bring your shoulders back in sort of a majestic pose, bring your heart open. And if you're driving, of course, just pay attention to the road and use this as a breathing presencing exercise. So let's go ahead and begin by breathing in through your nose very deeply. As you do so, allow your chest and your belly to expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. And as you exhale, just let go. Go and relax. Letting go of anxiety and any tension you feel in any parts of your body. This time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight. Pure golden sunlight to the tip of your head, to the tips of your fingers and toes, all throughout your body, pure golden sunlight. And as you exhale, just relax, letting go. This time as you breathe in, fill your body with love. Fill your chest with love. Fill your head with love. Fill your arms and legs with love. Pure, pure love. Feeling love throughout your entire body. And this time as you exhale, let go of any fear you feel, any anxiety, any tension. Just let it go and relax. This time as you breathe in, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and just spend a moment thinking of something that you feel incredibly grateful for. It could be a person, a place, something somebody recently said to you. It could be just this moment right here, right now. Just spend a moment breathing into that gratitude. As you take in one more deep breath of golden sunlight, go ahead and open your eyes. Well, I'm so excited to invite Michael J. Chase onto our podcast today. He is the best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and one of today's most powerful voices for creating a kinder world. In 2007, he founded the Kindness Center and is now considered an expert on the subjects of kindness and positive behavior. 
As a world-renowned leader in personal and spiritual development, Michael reveals how living from the heart plays a critical role in healing our lives and our planet. Whether presenting in a classroom, boardroom, or on a stage in front of thousands, his message of hope impacts countless of lives each year. In 2010, Michael joined the Hay House speaking roster, which includes self-empowerment legends Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Christian Northrup, and Marianne Williamson, and many more. He has since been a main presenter at Hay House conferences throughout the U.S. and Canada. Michael's work is not aligned with any particular belief system. His teachings are based on the universal language of kindness, which embraces all and excludes none. He has written two best-selling books on the subject and is currently working on his third with an expected release date of January 2018. You can visit his website at www.michaeljchase.com. Welcome, Michael. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. That the meditation was beautiful and it was it was you know, it was warm and it's like 32 degrees here and snowing. So, <laughs> it's exactly what I needed. Um, yeah, I'm on the East Coast in Maine and it is chilly here. Yay! So, thank you very much. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Well, when I first um bumped into you on Facebook, you know, I was really just so excited to meet you and you know, and, and that really gave me the whole idea to do this series on kindness was meeting you and, and talking to our friend Chris from Be Good to People. I talked to her within like a day or two of meeting you and I asked her if she knew you and she said, oh my God, we're great friends. <laughs> and and yeah. so, yeah, so I'm so excited to be launching into this new series with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I think that, you know, kind, kindness is something that, um, of course, you know, we all we all think about. We've all experienced it. We've we've given it. We've received it. Um, but we're at a really critical time in our world where, you know, it's I, I think it's it's one of the most important things that we can bring to our daily lives, to our relationships, to our careers. Um I promise I won't talk politics, but just, you know, you look at the political season that we just, we had and, um, and the, the massive amount of unkindness and, and the division. And so, um, so I really feel strongly about this message and, and I personally believe that a kindness revolution is coming because so many people are, are exhausted and they're tired of, um, of just the, the disrespectful behavior that we see, whether it's in traffic or especially on social media. Um, I, I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with social media. I, I see how it can do beautiful, amazing things to change the world, but I also see how it can be very damaging at times. So, um, so yeah, so I just, uh, I, I really feel strongly that this, uh, this simple, basic message is about to catch fire and uh, and take over in a big way. Well, I agree. You know, I was um, speaking with a dear friend of mine, and um, it was interesting because he said that he he'd been so disappointed after the election and and so upset, and and it was almost like it hit an ignition switch in him. About he said he noticed he had been like out and about. He was being more kinder than usual to people, more friendly and more kind. And I started to think about that. And he said, I said, well, what is that about for you? And he said, well, 
I think because the general climate has been so hostile and I feel so, I feel like I want to be so disembodied from what's happened in our nation. And he said, I think I feel, want to feel so disembodied from that, that I'm actually embodying something really powerful and really sweet. And, you know, and being kinder to people just disembodies bodies me from being bullying, you know, and all of those things that are associated with unkindness. So I, I definitely think that there um, that this is the time for that movement to really flourish, and especially in light of when you see um, the impact of unkind behavior that's in the media, and, and especially with political leaders, and especially our kids are watching that. I mean, it's been mortifying, like on some level, to know that that's the example that is set you know even like even the debates you could watch the both of the candidates just barely able to maintain civility during those debates and stuff and I just think about wow you know if there was one message that we could you know get because to you know one thing about like Michelle and President Obama is they just had this they did exude kindness would you not agree absolutely agree kindness class I mean, and, and whether you disagree with their, their political views or yeah. not, I mean, one thing you can't deny is that, is that they, they always presented themselves in a good-hearted way, at least from, from my point of view, what I saw. Um, and I think that that is so, so important that our leaders understand that, that our children are watching. They're yeah. paying attention. I mean, you look at, uh, there was a, a high school, I think out your way in, 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 um, in California where, uh, just days after the election, there were students that had printed up fake, um, deportation papers and, and they were handing them out to other students, That's you know, so and, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, there were kids standing up in a, a middle school lunchroom chanting at other students um, saying, build that wall, build that wall. And, and so, I mean, these things are happening. So many of the things that, you know, that are happening, we're not even hearing about on, on the news. Um, I see them firsthand. I, I work with a ton of, of students, thousands and thousands of kids every year, middle school and, and high school. And, uh, and these young people are, I mean, first of all, they're, they're really struggling. I mean, this this world is so intense and crazy and digitized and with social media. Um, I mean, in addition to you know talking about about kindness, I think it's so important to uh, to bring mindfulness and being present again in our lives is such an important thing to to bring to our youth because they're scattered and they're feeling stressed and their levels of anxiety and depression are going up. I'm seeing beautiful young kids as young as nine years old. They're taking their lives. You know, we lost wow. a, a student here um, in a local school that I'm, I'm working with next week, you know, 13 years old wow. and, and he ended his life. So it's, it's just vital that we, that we display, you know, as adults, we have a, a responsibility, but as, as human beings, we have a spiritual responsibility to exude this, this energy of, of love, of kindness, of compassion, and to remember that this is how we were born. I mean, we came into the world this way, and so much of the spiritual process is of unlearning, 
and stripping away the the judgmental tendencies and the the hatred and the prejudice and all the things that we weren't born with um, that we've been we've been taught we've been conditioned. So this is a, a a big challenge, you know, with with our youth, and it's one that um, that we're going to have to focus on in the future because they are, you know, I. I I, I know it sounds so cliche and it's always said often, but they, I mean, they really are our future. They are. And, um, yeah, so it's, um, it's an important time, um, to, uh, to show love and, and appreciation to them and, and to remind them of their, their power and their place in this world. What do you say to people when they, when they say that kindness represents weakness? I'm just curious about that because I know what I say, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. I, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure you hear that over and over again because I do as well. And I'm always shocked and especially, and it's usually from, um, from men. Um, I find that the majority of people that will say that are, are, are typically, are typically the guys out there, especially if you go into, um, this isn't to pick on corporate America, but corporate America really thinks kindness is a weakness. And I just try to explain to them that it is the ultimate strength. I mean, kindness is what creates trust. Uh-huh. It's I'm a I'm a huge believer in um, you know in, instead of thinking in terms of you know survival of the fittest, I believe in survival of the kindest. And you look at the the relationships and friendships and careers and people's health and this planet everything comes down to survival of of the kindest and the kind and I really do believe that that the kindest are the ones that will be that will be standing um well cuz so, kindness is so much about cooperation too isn't it i mean it's about it, being it, right it is absolutely I, I mean, and that's relationships are the essence of, of life. I yeah. mean, I mean, the, the quality of your life comes down to, you know, the, the quality of your relationships and the quality of your relationships will come down to the quality of, of how you're communicating with the world. And if you're communicating in just an ego based way, if you're doing everything from your head, then it's inevitable. You're going to create conflict and stress and unease. But when you're operating from your heart, I mean, you're creating trust. You're creating um, this 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 level of connection, and and maybe it's in a um, like in a in a romantic relationship. I mean, it's the little acts of kindness that will strengthen. Um, you know, um, whether it's a, a marriage or if you're just a, a boyfriend girlfriend, doesn't matter what it is, but just the little things make the greatest difference. So I'm a huge believer that, that kindness is the ultimate strength because it, it takes a lot of energy to be unkind and it's completely, it just depletes your energy. It brings you down and, and it's, well, I'm also a big believer that everything is energy. And so what you are projecting for energy is going to karmically come back and, you know, if you're if you're putting out unkind energy day after day after day, then it's it's more than likely that the universe is probably putting some pretty unkind people in your path, yeah. kind of you know kicking your butt, back, you know. And so, 
it wasn't it wasn't Einstein that said it's the the most important decision you'll ever make was if you live in a friendly um, or unfriendly universe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that belief system, like I believe that, that we live in, um, in a world that's filled with amazing, loving, kind, beautiful, just wonderful, wonderful people. And as a result, those are the kind of people that show up in my life all the time. Now that doesn't mean that occasionally, you know, someone is, is rude or they cut me off in traffic or, yeah, I mean, things happen, but that's, that's their karma. You know, how I, how I react, how I respond, what I, what I do with that is, is my own. Um, but I, I believe we do live in, in a a beautiful world. It's just unfortunate that, um, you know, typically the media shows us most of our ugliness. It shows, you know, what human beings are, are doing that's unkind and that's sadly what sells. Um, but at the end of the day, there are far more beautiful things happening. You know, like in this very second, you know, there are babies being born. People are are falling in love. They're pursuing their dreams. They're holding hands. They're they're telling someone that they love them and they care about them. People are laughing, um, walking in nature, enjoying just the infinite number of incredible things that that take place. So. We do live in a, in a friendly, wonderful, warm, loving universe. Um, but we have to have, if, if we don't have that belief, then, then our experience will typically be, of course, the opposite. Yeah, I agree. Would you say that <clears throat> to each individual that maybe that kindness starts with themselves, like being kind and gentle and more compassionate with themselves, and then it becomes easier to be kind and compassionate and gentle with other people? It's rule number one. If, if you're not kind to yourself, if I, I sincerely believe that self-love is the cure for pretty much everything on this planet. Uh-huh. Like if people sincerely love themselves and this is not, not the, you know, not the ego. This is, this is a, a spiritual practice. It's a heart-based practice where you can look at yourself in the mirror and just fall in love. And be okay with, you know, every single inch of, of who you are. When you get into that place, then it's, it's just natural. It's your natural way of being to be kind to others. The people that are, are performing the most amounts of unkindness are the ones that are insecure, that they're filled with self-judgment, that they, they even hate themselves. I meet people who say, oh, I hate myself. I hate the way I look. I hate... And when you use that word, I mean, words are energy. And of course, when you feel bad about yourself, then to try and, in, in, you know, in this twisted psychological way, this is what we do. We, we try to somehow lift ourselves back up by bringing people down. And that's what bullying is. You know, when I, when I deal with it, whether it's in a work, work environment or in the schools, the people that are acting in, in ways that they're, you know, being a, uh, I don't even like to use the word bully I, because what I see are beings that are just suffering. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're just suffering human beings and their suffering is spilling out onto other people. Um, but again, uh, self-kindness, you have to start there. You have to love yourself. You have to take good care of your mind, your body, your spiritual life. Um, and you have to, um, immerse yourself in, 
in gratitude for who you are each and every day. Now, would you say that um, that kindness is something that we're really born with and then we unlearn it based on the behavior of those people around us? And just, I think you were alluding to that in the beginning where you said that so much of our belief system, you know, comes into play and we create judgments and we create separation and then hence we have unkind behavior through that, those feelings of separation. So if kindness is our natural birthright, how do we lead the world back to kindness? Well, we have to, we have to first of all, make it a, a priority. And I, and I think going back to our educational system, um, I look forward to the day when, when there, are, there are classes. I mean, we start at a very early age and we're teaching our, our children all of the, you know, all of, you know, the, the elements of the heart. This is something that I wrote about uh, several years ago in my first book, Am I Being Kind? I talked about nine elements of the heart. And, and so you can actually, you can teach kindness. You can, instead of just saying, oh, you know, be kind a lot, because people will say, well, well, what is that? That's just being nice, right? That's just a, a warm and fuzzy, you know, that's just unicorns and rainbows. And, you know, it's... <laughs> And, and, and it's not realistic, a lot of people will say, you know, in today's world, but we can actually break kindness down and look at it um, from, again, what I called nine elements of a kind heart. And just to run through them briefly, they are to be attentive, authentic, charitable, compassionate, courageous, enthusiastic, grateful, inspirational, and patient. Mm. And when we start to make those our, our way of being and you and you look at every single one of those elements and how they can be applied in living a life of kindness it's just it's phenomenal so i have done year-long um, curriculums with with schools um, where we teach these elements and it's just been beautiful to see how how students and the staff will will take it and and they'll just run with it and, and it and it it's not just about the school environment. They bring it into every single thing that they do. Um, and I also encourage people to um, not focus so much on your, on your to-do list. You know, in our, our Western way of thinking, we're always focused on, on doing, doing, doing. Instead of having a to-do list, start your day with a to-be list. Mm. And when being comes before doing, then everything you have to do is, is just so much easier. <laughs> so if you say on my, I mean, it really is when, yeah. you, when you focus on, okay, on my to, to be list today is to, we'll just start basic and say, okay, to be kind. Um, if that's your way of being, then your, your conversations, your, your, um, your meetings at work or your time with your loved ones, it's going to be more peaceful. But if you look at those elements, if you are, um, so the first one, to be more attentive and living in a world where you know, we're constantly being distracted by our, our technology um, to, to say, okay, today on the top of my list, I am going to be attentive. I'm going to be totally present. I'm going to listen. I'm going to just sincerely be with people and hear them. Um, that's a gift mm -hmm. like to, to, I mean, in, in today's world to just be fully present with the person in front of you, um, that's an incredible act of kindness. So, 
being has to come before doing. When we when we focus on our to be list, again, everything that we have to do throughout the day just unfolds in in just a a, a very uh, peaceful, um, more graceful way. It sure does. You know, I I just when you say that, I think about how lately this past year I've been intentionally leaving my cell phone in my car or intentionally turning my cell phone off when I'm, you know, meeting a friend or in conversation with somebody, you know, just for that reason that I don't, you know, I just don't want to be disturbed or distracted. And I'm, I'm tired of having, you know, constant communication all the time with everyone. <laughs> like I you, agree. <laughs> I know it's like it's like even I love my kids dearly but you know my adult children they they think they have to tell me everything every second and all day long every (laughs) selfie every you know every I know I know and it's where is the privacy in our world you know and and so it is. It's really important that we unplug from time to time. I do a, a digital detox um, a couple times a year where I just I pull the plug from my social media accounts and, and, and I just go off the grid. And at first, yeah, it's hard. It's like it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to know, you know, what my best friend ate for dinner. And I'm not going to know, <laughs> you know, I mean. I'm not going to know where my friends are on vacation and, and, you know, all these things that we, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of joking, but it, but it is nice. It's, it's wonderful to stay in touch, but sometimes you just need more face to face time than say Facebook time. Yeah. So I take those three months and I, I unplug and I just, and I, and I don't just walk away from, I mean, I have to like, I actually deactivate my accounts. So then, of course, everybody freaks out, and it's like, it's like, where are you? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And, uh, and then it's fine. You can make stuff up and just say, oh, you know, I, I, I joined a Buddhist monastery, and um, you know, I'll be back in six years. And like, what? And you know, so, but people get it. You know, after a while, they're like, okay, I get it. You're doing your your digital detox, but oh my gosh, it's so freeing after a a, a week or so, and you step away from from all the buzz of social media, you become so present and you start to recognize all the beauty around you, the things that you've been missing, you know, that are right there and it's people and it's nature and it's just, ah, life. It's just, it's life right in front of you. So I, I encourage people to, to do that from time to time, even if it's for a weekend, it'll, it'll really be an incredibly freeing experience. Yeah, because I I do think that is when you're talking about kindness, being being present, it it really is one of the simplest ways to be kind to somebody, and it's just one of the simplest ways to heal other people and to act, you know, help them access their healing. It's it's so so wonderful to be listened to and seen, and I and I think it's a rare quality when somebody offers that kind of presence. And it it is. Yeah. So, all right. So, in like, tell us about some of the kindness movements that you've been involved in. Because I I know I've been you know doing in my own research of you. I see that there's a lot of you know that you've you've been creating a movement of kindness. So let's talk about that for a little bit. So, how can somebody get involved with you in that movement? Well, I mean, uh, first of all, you always like to just 
tell people that I didn't invent kindness. You know, it's so funny. (laughs) No, the Dalai Lama didn't either. But (laughs) but Buddha, maybe we get back to Buddha and some really ancient, maybe Aristotle invented kindness. I don't know. Go, yeah, it's got to go back a little, little before me. But, uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, people, because I got um, tagged with this name when I started doing radio shows years ago, they called me the kindness guy. And then they knew I started the kindness center. But this is not a new concept. This has been around for, for thousands of years. Buddha and Christ and, and all these great thinkers were, were telling us, you know, be kind, be compassionate, be loving. Um, so all I'm really doing is is reminding people you know, I've often said that, you know, I'm like caffeine for the heart. You know, I just try to just just wake people up and remind them of of their true nature, you know, which is to be kind. And so that's all I'm really doing. And I I'm a huge believer that, uh, you know, I can't just I can't just teach people or say be kind. I mean, I mean, I have to be that, you know, Gandhi said, my life is my message. Yeah, and so quote. that's, yeah, it's, that's so important for me in, in this work that I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm 47 years old, but you know, you put me in front of a, a group of middle school kids and I, I feel, you know, I feel 27 again. I, my, my energy just goes through the roof. I get so much energy off these kids, but I, and I want to show them, um, what, I'm doing out there instead of just telling them what to do. And we have had, um, with the kindness center, um, started these very large, um, random acts of kindness events. And the big one that, that I've, um, become known for is one called 24 hours of kindness, where we basically go out on the streets for 24 straight hours, um, without sleeping, not taking any, any, um, breaks. And, And all we're doing is looking for opportunities um, to, to serve, to love, to, you know, to, to feed that homeless person that maybe has been ignored all day, um, to strike up a conversation with a, with a complete stranger. And again, back to listening, just listening to someone's story. I mean, I'll hold a a sign, um, out in front of coffee shops and I'll say, um, you know, you know, tell me a heartwarming story and I'll buy you a cup of coffee Mm. and people will come up and, and they share, these beautiful, amazing uh, experiences and, and they become vulnerable and open and it's just awesome. You know, people love to share, um, you know, just the the simplest things they'll, they'll talk about their kids or so we just meet, you know, hundreds of people. We, um, we just basically, uh, go out there from the, um, the perspective of, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. So we just let the event carry us in a very spontaneous, organic way. And, um, and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we'll continue to do that each year. Um, New York city has been a place that we've done it twice. And, uh, that is just, I mean, you talk about energy, um, I, you know, I went I, standing in the middle of, of Times Square and I held a sign that, that said, um, hugs for Patty. And of course it makes people curious. It's like, you know, what is that all about? And a friend of mine was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. Mm. So, um, I decided that I would just have this sign and, and people, if they would just come up and hug me, then I could go back home, back home to Maine. And the next time I saw Patty, I could, I could deliver all these hugs from complete strangers. Aww. 
because it's it's transferring energy. Everything is energy, love, kindness. It's 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 energy. And of course, the very first woman that comes up to me, she's like, what is this all about? She was a young woman who had had herself experienced cancer mm. and she had no idea. So the universe is brilliant and it brings you the perfect people. And so in doing these events, I'm, I'm hoping that I can encourage others to uh, just take, you know, I'm not asking them to go out for 24 hours and, and do this crazy thing that we do, but at least just just do something, you know, go out and just make a difference in, in one life and, and just ask them, you know, just pass it on, just do something kind for another person because the ripple effect from this is, is just amazing. You know, we can, we can go one of two ways in life. We can either affect people in a positive way and create that positive ripple effect, or we can use unkindness and we can infect people and it can spread like a virus. So we want to affect people in a positive way, and um, and kindness has the has the power. Um, I I don't I don't believe I know I know that kindness has the power to to change the world. It certainly does. I um I just want to share a quick story about when I was in high school. I belonged to a choir, and it was a really large, a very large choir. It happened to be a very popular thing. In our high school, all the football players were in choir. Everyone was in choir. And it was like three or four different grades. So you could, um, you were matched by the person next to you based on the tone quality of your voice. And so I sat next to two different um, sopranos every day for like, you know, for, for four years. And this one girl, her name was Anne, and she was always, we always matched. So every year, although she was a year younger than me, every year we came in um, after she'd been a freshman, we were always seated next to each other. And Anne was really, really quiet and shy. I mean, super, super, super shy. And I was, of course, not. <laughs> not shy. <laughs> so I would bounce in and, you know, say hi to everybody and, you know, talk to my friends. And then I, you know, sit down, quiet down for choir. But every day I always turned to her, you know, even though she was so quiet, it would be really easily not, you know, not to notice her because she, she was that shy. I would always turn to her and I would smile and give her a hug and say, hello, Anne. And she, you know, she'd always smile back. And, and then one day after a couple of years, um, one day I noticed that Anne was not only looking shy, but she was looking really, really sad. And so at the end of choir, I turned to her and, and I, I gave her an extra squeeze and I looked at her in the eyes and I said, Anne, what's wrong? Is there something wrong? And she looked at me and she burst into tears and she said, my brother committed suicide this past oh, weekend. God. And I remember just, you know, I remember just holding her in my arms and just, you know, almost like I was holding a child, even though this girl was just one year younger than me and just holding her in my arms and just letting her sob, you know, and just sitting there for a really long time with her. And then, you know, I really didn't ever say anything more about it to her. She never talked about it again or anything. I would just come in every day and say, how are you, you know, and give her a smile. And then at the end of school, when I was graduating, she pulled me aside and she, she handed me a little, like a little gift and it had a card. And she said, 
I'm too embarrassed to have you read this now, but I really want you to read this. And I just want to say thank you. And I just remember looking at her like, what? Like, thank you for what? That's what I said. I go, thank you for what? And she's like, wow. And she's like, you were so kind to me. You were always so kind. And she said, I'll never be able to tell you how much you've impacted my life. And, you know, and here I was like 17 years old. And to me, just the fact that I, it was invisible to me what I had done, like really, truly, it was in my second nature. I didn't even try. It was easy. It was like, you know, there was no effort involved. And I remember just looking at her and just feeling so stunned, like literally stunned that, that I had unknowingly done something like that, that impacted her so greatly. And it really showed me that it is the small things that we do and, and it, and we do them and they may seem so natural or unnatural, but if we do them, they have such a huge impact on other people. And I, I took that lesson that that beautiful reflection that she gave me and it encouraged me to continue to be that way more and more and more in my life. And I actually have her to thank for bringing that forward to my attention. You know, that it was invisible to me, but she's actually the one that showed me, me, you know, and I could be more me as I went out into the world. And, you know, and I think like, I always remember that was one of the things that Richard was most attracted to me for too. He said, I just noticed that you were so kind you know, and you're just always, you're kind. And I think that that's the greatest compliment to receive. I really do. I feel like it's the most wonderful compliment that anybody can receive. So with that. I agree with you. Yeah. Isn't it? That's 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 such a beautiful story. And it shows the power of, you know, one, one act of kindness that I have no doubt that even, you know, all these years later, that's still, that's still affecting her that she will never, ever forget about that moment where you showed, I mean, so many of those elements of a kind heart that I was talking about, you know, you were attentive, you were compassionate, you were courageous, all that, because kindness takes courage at times. And, but you changed her life. And as a result, you know, here you are, I mean, you still remember that moment. It's still impacting you. So that's the beauty of, of kindness is that it's an energy that it doesn't go away it stays with us. It can, it can change lives. And I've even seen it save lives. So, um, and I, and again, I, I agree that one of the greatest compliments that any, any person could ever receive is, is, you know, you are so kind, you are so kind. Um, because that, I don't know, I just find that to be, uh, the most attractive quality of, of any human being as a, as a loving, kind hearted soul. I do too. And I just, oh, I want to thank you for the work you're doing in the world and for the message that you're spreading. And and boy, you're so right. Our world needs this more than ever right now. So thank you, Michael. I'm so happy that we've had this conversation today. And I just want to remind everybody, you can find out more about Michael Chase at www.michaeljchase.com. And will you just repeat your books and the book that you have coming out one more time? 
Uh, yeah, my, my first book is titled, Am I Being Kind? How Asking One Simple Question Can Change Your Life and Your World. And my, uh, my second book is The Radical Practice of Loving Everyone, A Four-Legged mm. Approach to Enlightenment. And that, uh, that book was written um, alongside <laughs> my crazy, crazy four-legged uh, best friend. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that it, was quite a Is journey. he a golden doodle? She's actually, she looks like a golden doodle, but she's a standard. She's a standard poodle with oh, just, really? yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, we always just gave her the puppy cut. So, you know, I, I, there's no way. I mean, if I was going to have a poodle, no pom-poms, no foo-foo, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I just couldn't go there. So we just let her hair grow wild and Aww. she just, she's just this amazing, she looks like a big Muppet, you know? She does. Um, going on 13 now and, and just as amazing as as ever but she's a great spiritual teacher in my life and that book was uh, uh it was quite a journey with her Aww. and then um and then I'm I'm working on my my third book right now which is um most likely going to be titled survival of the kindest mm. and uh, and a look at um how how we can overcome so many of the the dark times in our lives um, by using kindness as the as the ultimate way to uh, um, to bring light back into your life and and into the world. Oh wow! Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I'm so excited to start out this series this way. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Have an amazing day. Hope to talk again soon. All right. And to all our listeners, come back and listen again. And please share this podcast with your friends and family. Kindness matters. It matters to all of us. Thanks and take care. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Christine invites you to join her in a series of guided meditations coming soon to christinecarlson.com. As a thank you for joining us today, the first meditation is yours free. Just visit christinecarlson.com forward slash kindness to download it now.